Jack Bauer is not around. Kiefer is still going to boogie down on the TV screen. Like he's a designated survivor. <laughs> I don't know. I've got nothing. That's it. I've nothing at all. Survivor. Designated survivor know it alls. <laughs> designated survivor know it alls. Wiggler and Rob, without a doubt, they're gonna tell you what this show's about. Designated survivor. Dark power. How's the president? Not Des from Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. I can't believe it. The long awaited launch of the designated survivor know it all is really the reason that I um, have really tried to wiggle my way into the RHAP community. I've been waiting for this moment pretty much my entire life, Rob. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I just want a reminder to everybody uh, do not anyone attempt to uh, survivor this weekend without a designated survivor. Make yes. sure you always have a designated survivor. You always need a designated survivor. It is uh, something that, I mean, most, this is common knowledge. This is, you know, conventional sure. wisdom. Like, this has been drilled into our heads since what? You know, the D.A.R.E. program in middle school. You always have a sure. designated survivor everywhere you go. We're still all over the place with this. Okay, so we're here to talk about the premiere of the new ABC drama, Designated Survivor, which very confusingly airs the same night as... CBS Survivor. Yeah, really bad for <laughs> SEO. Not great. Not great. Not definitely seeing a downtick in uh, in my Survivor track. Yes. <laughs> but in addition to both of us having an extensive background covering Survivor, we also have podcast uh, 24 as well. Yeah, we have. Uh, how long? When did 24 live another day go off the air? Is that 2014 at this point? Yeah, it was around the springtime. I think, did it come on around like Memorial Day of 2014? The very nascent stages of post-show recaps. This was one of our very first podcasts that we did. I remember doing my crazy 24 rewatch. Very crazy. Watched the entire show. We did, I think, was it a weekly podcast of recapping Yeah, once a week, Josh had watched all 24 episodes (laughs) and then talked about it on the podcast. Those are up in the archives somewhere. In the 24 archives. Definitely from the days where I was less gainfully employed than I am currently. Yes, yes. (laughs) had a lot of time on my hands. Amazing. Yeah, very, very fun show. Or just to reset this, in case we have any new listeners from then, Josh is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, 24 fan there is. Uh, there is. Maybe that you know. That I know. That you know. Yeah. And probably the biggest 24 fan that I know as well. Uh, I'm sure that there's some mega diehard 24 super fan. Maybe JDS, Johnny Silvera out there could trump me on that front. But uh, I like the 24. I'm a very big fan of the 24. I did like I, I joined in on that hashtag seven favorite shows thing. And 24 was on there, and it was no question. It was, there was never any argument internally as to whether or not 24 was going to make it. 24 is a foundational show for Josh Wiggler. The, the holy trinity, the Triforce, if you will, Uh-oh. in that regard. Uh, Survivor lost in 24 pretty easily. 24 in third place, but still pretty big. So the, so what what is it? Lost is one? It's like Survivor lost one, like tied for first, and then okay. 24 rounds it out at three. Okay, so maybe where will designated Survivor? Uh, maybe the where the Venn diagram yes. between Survivor and 24 is designated Survivor. I mean, that might be it, and I feel like that's why we had to talk about it. We had to come on here, even if we're just going to talk about the premiere once and never talk about this show ever again. It felt very appropriate that you know we are at this intersectional moment where we should be talking about designated survivors. Jack Bauer as the president 
on a show with the word Survivor in it. How could we pass that up? Okay, so let's just get into a little bit of the setup of the plot. And uh, from all of the promos that we find out that there is one person who gets left behind every year at the State of the Union address in case the worst happens and the worst has happened. And now Jack Bauer, (laughs) a.k.a. Tom Kirkman, is now going to be left the president of the United States. Even a little bit of a Walking Dead pull in there, right? Robert Kirkman, creator of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about President Kirkman here in the world of Designated Survivor. Yeah, I think that Designated Survivor is best viewed, though, as like an alternate universe where Jack Bauer decided not to be a CTU agent, but he was going to get into politics and somehow lucked his way, fell his way into the presidency. Yet the character that Kiefer is playing here is not a very Bauer-esque character. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I don't know about that. Yeah. So maybe we will go in that direction ultimately. Now, that this show as a premise to you, Josh, does this feel like an original concept for the show? Because isn't this sort of like, haven't we done this with uh, Battlestar Galactica sure. and the uh, all the Cyclones? Sure, sure, sure. And I, all the Cyclones. Yeah, that'll make sense. I know it's Cyclones. <laughs> that'll I know make it's sense Cylons. in a future podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I think, um, I, I think there's also, a, there's a Tom Clancy storyline that is uh, centering on this very same thing. I think the Jack Ryan character finds himself in the presidency at one point. I'm not a big Tom Clancy fan, but someone was telling me this so no i don't think it's like a super unique premise it's hopefully something that never i believe also happens. the film king ralph is also <laughs> uh, a similar plot line where I, john goodman becomes the king of england after a freak accident to the royal family you know how i feel about talking about ralph when it comes to survivor i try not to do it i, I ralph every time uh, so I don't think it's like the most unique. I don't think it's the most unique premise in the world. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a you know it's an exciting pre- premise. I think it's certainly one that a guy like Kiefer Sutherland, who spent so long in um, the world of televised counterterrorism, real time thriller, dealing with horrible things on a weekly basis, one season representing one terrible day of his life. Uh, I feel like this is he's at home here, and I think that, that there's almost. It's a weird thing to say about a show in which like the entire government is destroyed in one fell swoop. But there's almost something that's like comfort TV about this for me to see Kiefer Sutherland back in a role like this on television, even if he's not going around biting out throats, running up walls and snapping necks. Uh, it's still fun to see Kiefer in this context. Just big picture. Did you like the one hour premiere of Designated Survivor? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. I wasn't head over heels with it, but I think it has some promise. I think it has some potential. I think there's some fun characters in the mix here. And it was an exciting enough um, episode. I mean, it's a it's a big thing to hinge things around. You know, right. The entire government is wiped out in one shot. Uh, and it's basically focusing on the subsequent hour. So we're even kind of going back into like not quite real time mm-hmm. with Designated Survivor. But, but it's we that, do flash right right but it's like it's it's still sort of like a ticking clock type of thing and um you know i I thought that was intriguing enough what did you think of it i thought it was definitely an interesting hour i do feel like that this might play better as a movie as opposed to in terms of like i think that we have to imagine that the jack bauer character is going to be a pretty capable guy so i feel like that to me in some ways i feel like that seems less interesting that he's like 
it's almost like uh, that you have this fantasy right. uh, that you're saying like, yeah, like, uh, I mean, wouldn't this be, you know, uh, that, that, I mean, this is the way that we clean up Washington. You know, you get one, one guy, one honest guy out right, there. Right, right, So it's almost like where in the other things. The last honest man. Right, where <laughs> the last honest man, where it, it, I think it might be like if the person who was the designated survivor was somebody who seemed in no way capable. Right. Where it's like, boy, what, now how is this person gonna get get through this like some sort of like junior you know first term congressman right who has no business which i guess is more of the battlestar galactica thing it's more of the battlestar galactica thing but i also think like what you're describing to me sounds like i don't know like th- that feels like you want like will forte in that role yes. like you want like, yes. well, the comedy version i mean that's king ralph again is right. the comedy version of this right yeah so i mean like that would be fun i i think what's interesting about the Kiefer character in this tom kirkman uh you know he he uh you find out some stuff about him in this episode they're still you know keeping a lot close to the vest you know we didn't say just to pause for a second that we haven't said uh spoilers yet or or will will we uh it's it's, i mean what's there to spoil the premise is that you know congress and the president and the cabinet they're all blown up and jack bauer is selected president there's a couple of minor things and uh, i'll i'll set them up i'll say like when when we get to it it's a couple of plot things like i want to re- say really minor stuff but it's all it's a pilot it's pilot setup either you've watched it by now and you're listening to it or you're wondering if you want to watch yeah. it and i don't think that there's anything too 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 major to the capital blows up in the first five minutes of the show it's the opening scene yeah. you know it's it's and it's the premise of the show so i think that that's pretty safe to cover mm-hmm. uh but i think you know with with a guy like this you you do find out you know everyone's kind of struggling everyone's reeling from this big incident and they're you know again it's only really taking place about an hour afterwards that's really all the time that it's covering in this first episode and news reports are starting to come in because like no one even knows what a tom kirkman is Mm -hmm. he's the lowest level rung on the ladder he's the i think he's the um he's the secretary of housing and urban development and like he's just getting tooled on even within the administration he's like fired earlier in the day and no one really knows who he is even in the news reports and the one thing that you hear is like he was not a politician. He's a teacher before he gets into any of this stuff. So he's probably like a capable human being, but I would imagine he's a shit politician. And now this is the guy who's the president. Of the but United isn't that States. what we want? Do we want somebody who's like, a, you know, somebody who's not a politician to be in this sort of office? He's an outsider, Josh. He's an outsider. All right. Well, I'm not going to weigh in too far deep into that. But I think I think that uh, well, one of the things that's interesting about it is that he's not he's not going to be i imagine he's not going to be good at the political game no but what you what you seem to be suggesting to me is that you wish that he wasn't like a capable human being he seems like an intelligent guy like he seems like a guy who can problem solve yeah to me it seems like that we are thrust in this, into this position where I, I feel like that the show is almost setting up this sort of like wish fulfillment yeah. in that that here is like this one good man in Washington, who's now in the position of being our leader, where all of the old guard is now knocked out. And instead of having somebody who's inept or corrupt or anything like that, where you have this position where we have this person who now he's fighting the system. He's the one who's going to be telling off the corrupt generals and the special interests and all that stuff. So to me, I, I don't know necessarily where this goes because I don't know if it's necessarily a thriller 
like a 24. Right. I, I'm interested to see where, is it going to go into veer into be more of like a West a Wing? A West Wing. I think it feels like a West Wing meets 24. I think mm-hmm. that, I think what's going to be an adjustment for people who are coming into this as 24 fans is I don't think you're getting Kiefer Sutherland action scenes. Yeah. I think that like he's very clearly decided like I did action scenes nonstop for nine years of television. I would rather just like sit behind a desk and, you know, do some drama. That That's what I'd like to do. So I think you're going to see Kiefer doing a lot of, uh, a lot of talking heads, maybe walk and talks. I know that walk that is, talk, yeah. I believe that is a thing in the Sorkin universe. Uh, so I think that that's going to be where Kiefer is. But then you're seeing that there's sort of this conspiracy angle of like, who done it? Who blew up the, who blew up yeah. Washington? Who is, who is responsible for this? And that's where like the Maggie Q character is coming in. Right. Um, well, and that's where I, I want to go with my spoiler. Yeah. All right. So if you don't want to hear this, this spoiler, cause I, I, I'm pretty convinced I, I know who it is. Oh, you, <laughs> I, oh I, I, I already know who it is. Rob already, I already knows. know who it is. Well, just to, just to set that up first a little bit then is, you know, there's a scene at the end of the pilot or toward the end of the pilot where Maggie Q, who's playing this woman named Hannah, who seems to work for the FBI, seems like she She's lost someone during this incident, someone close to her. She's trying to figure out who is responsible for this. Yeah. Um, and she is, you know, positing that, you know, during like all the big terrorist attacks previously, like 9-11 and everything, you're hearing all of this chatter from all of these different terrorist groups in the lead up. We just don't know what the big thing is going to be. And then the boom goes off and things are suddenly making sense. There's no chatter. None of the usual suspects are. There was nothing. No build up to this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so she's wondering, is it an inside job? Yes, it's an inside job. And so you're saying, yes, yes confirmed, it's an yes. inside job. Yes, <laughs> there's no way that we're going to like get to like the end of season one of Designated Survivor. It's like, oh, we just found out yeah. who blew up the Capitol. It was Syria. Right. It was <laughs> no. Syria. Right, 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 right. Oh, those guys, but those they guys. Could, but it could be in collusion with Syria. They're going to make it look like it was Syria. Uh-huh. Sure, right, 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 sure. Right, right, right. But I mean, it's so the 24 thing yeah. where it's like, okay, oh, it's like a, uh, the Muslim, Russian, right. you know, uh, North Korean, right. you know, well, we're going to frame some other third world. Like they do like some sort of like, um, like Eastern European thing. Right. Like, uh, it's always going to look like it's that guy. And then it was always like some other guy that was either somewhere like in the, uh, Alt right or just, yeah, some, sort like like some sort of Washington, like Washington, right. you know, powers that one percent. Some uh, wealthy, wo- like wealthy white oil industrialist, is usually the one who's like actually behind the thing on twenty four. Yeah, yes, that, I mean that's how every single twenty four <laughs> plot. Like no, in twenty four, it was like you know there were definitely people outside of the United States that wanted to get us, but they were all just working for people inside the United States yeah, that wanted to get us, whether they knew it or not. Like they were always like you know they were yeah. always like there was some. There was some puppet master behind the thing. So, yeah, it feels like that's where it's going. They had interests that were mutually aligned at times. So do you have it distilled down to a specific subject, a specific suspect, or should we, Rob, resurrect Mole Patrol? Mole Patrol! Do we want to get back on Mole Patrol right now? Get back on Mole Patrol. All right. And, I I mean, I have to feel like the Army guy has got to be, you know, front and center of Mole Patrol. Well, let's run down some of the possibilities. I think that this, you know, we can do this by talking about who is on the show. Let's talk through some of the characters that are on the show. Do you want to start with Army Douche? Yeah, there's Army Douche, and just to give you his official name. I believe it's like Harrison something or other. Harris Cochran? Harris Cochran. (laughs) It's Cochran. Classic Cochran move. Classic Cochran move. Always blow. 
blowing it up. And he's the one that he's really like pushing our new uh, pre- President Kirkman to go into like, yeah. oh, we got to bomb Iran. Yeah, I th- th- this was Iran. I got to make a move. I have a prediction. Gotta make big moves, Cochran. I have a prediction. I think that Cochran is going to be pretty disappointing on this first season of Designated Survivor. And then he's going to go away for a while. But when he comes back for a later season, he's actually going to be pretty good. Oh, that would be interesting yeah, if that's what would happen. Yeah, I think people would be really into Cochran yeah. on the on the second round. Uh, I did think that the show sort of lost the thread when I, that we saw President Kirkman uh, break into song. Cochran, you screwed me over. Yeah, that yeah. was not it. Yeah, yeah, no. It was, I mean, it's funny because Kiefer Sutherland's like actually like he's a legitimate country musician, but a great choice for the show to like play Tom Kirkman as though he doesn't have uh, you know he doesn't have any ability to sing. Like he just can't hear it. Doesn't have any chops. Yeah, no okay. chops. Yeah, no, I think that that guy is definitely, whatever is going on, he yeah. seems like he's almost in cahoots to uh, make the, to make this move and then be able to uh, push around President Kirkman. But, hunch, hunch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Army Douche is saying at the end of the episode, like, I think that it would be unpatriotic not to take this guy out. Yes. This guy, like, he's like, everything is lining up exactly the way he wants. But doesn't that mean it's just too easy? Like, is that's that too, too easy? Perfect. He might be involved. But he's just like a flunky if he is. Possibly. Yeah. Now, I was really surprised that there's a scene that goes on in the bathroom yes. here where President Kirkman is like uh, throwing up in the yeah. toilet. He's very, you know, he's really dealing with a lot. And there's somebody, a voice overheard like, oh boy, you're getting sick too. And it turns out to be none other than Cal Penn. Yes. Another 24 alum. Yes. Oh, I was going to just say <laughs> Kiefer and Kumar go to the White House is also pretty good. But I'd forgotten that Cal Penn yes, was on 24. Yes, I believe that, that did... did Jack Bauer kill him? Did Jack Bauer shoot him? It's I think it's a, what is it? The season five or six premiere. So so yeah, I was hoping we wouldn't. This is why I don't remember that Cal Penn is on twenty four because Cal Penn is on season six of twenty four. And mm. if you listened to any of those uh, twenty four podcasts that we did, or if you've heard me talk about twenty four, or if you've watched twenty four and you have sense then you know that season six is not just the worst season of 24, but just one of the worst seasons of anything ever. And Cal Penn is just like this guy. He's, you know, he's like, he's, he's like a secret terrorist and he kills all these people in the neighborhood, even though these people were really nice to him. And then he just kind of gets unceremoniously dropped. I don't know that Bauer is no, the guy he did who pulls not. the trigger I'm on the on 24 him. wiki. And so his name on 24 was Ahmed Amar. That's right. I remember. Uh, not Kumar. And that according to the wiki uh, that uh, so he told Ahmed to kill Scott because Scott knew too much. Just as a somewhat hesitant Ahmad was about to execute Scott, a tactical team from CTU arrived. Ahmed ran and was shot by a CTU agent in the hip. He died en route to the hospital. Yeah, he died from a gunshot wound to the hip. That yes. was that was uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, the only thing that I really very vividly remember about his character in season six of Twenty Four is when he's finally opening up about his secret, uh, you know, terrorist ties to this family that he had been decently close with, and they're trying to be like Ahmed, calm down. He goes, "It's Ahmed." Yeah, and it's like a really like big f you to these guys, and then yeah, he just gets shot in the hip and he's down. Yeah, uh, best to forget season six if you can. It seems like he's playing a decent guy yeah, on the like level, but guy. should we be suspicious? He no. is playing speechwriter Seth Wright on this show. Are we are we putting speechwriter Seth Wright on Mole Patrol? No, no, no. we're out on that. No, that, look, we are not going to on this show take somebody who is of some sort of a uh, Middle Eastern heritage sure. and then turn them into the bad guy mole in the White House. That's the 24 We're not doing move. that. That's we're not doing move. it this time. So we're shifting away from we're that We're not model. doing it. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly, I thought that Cal Penn had retired from acting 
uh, to go and work in the Obama administration, that he was like doing some sort of outreach. Is this because now Obama is almost at the end of his term that Cal Penn is freed up or did he leave that position? I need money. No, I think that um, I think Cal Penn's been out of the White House for a couple of years. Uh, he's, but now he's back. He's back. He's back in. <laughs> he pulled me out. He's a method actor. He needed to go work for Obama. He's an Ach method actor. Yes. Uh, he needs to go work for Obama for a couple of years so he could play this part in Designated Survivor. Yeah, maybe you can look up what it was that he did in the White House. I forget exactly. I did look it up before. I He's forget like, exactly what his role was. Um, yeah. But he he hasn't been in politics for a while, but he was, he was definitely involved in the Obama administrator, uh, administration. I believe that he is... Um, I think he's a consultant on this show. I think that oh. he's, you know, one of the people they're trying to make sure that this is as realistic as possible to how protocol would play out in the White House in the event of some improbable scenario like this. They are uh, they're they are leaning on people's expertise and he has built in expertise. So he is a consultant on the show. Yeah, I'm not sure if he did How I Met Your Mother before or after uh, he did that. So according to his Wikipedia, in 2009, he was offered the position as the associate director of the White House Office for Public Engagement in the Obama administration. Uh, and then in 2012, it was announced that Penn would be the co-chair of a re-election campaign for Obama. And then, um, uh, and then uh-oh. He Uh-oh. is supporting Bernie Sanders in 2016. Well, that's Bernie, just, bro. Yeah, well, Bernie or bust. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go for Cal <laughs> yeah. Penn from here. Yes. What is Bernie's policy on uh, going to White Castle? I don't know. I would imagine he feels pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty. So he was feeling the burn. Pretty good. He was feeling the burn. Feeling the heartburn. Yeah. So Cal Penn is in the mix here. There, that's a great scene, right? I mean, it's not his first scene. He's like briefly on the show in like a blink and you'll miss it scene earlier in the episode when we're kind of going through Tom Kirkman's day before the big incident, which I'd love to talk about Tom Kirkman's day because it's a hilarious day. Yeah. Um, but you get this scene between Kirkman and Seth Wright in the bathroom and Seth Wright is vomiting and Kirkman is vomiting. They're both vomiting. One of them's like halfway drunk. The other's just become president. And Cal Penn is basically like, yeah, I don't know that this guy's got what it takes. He's just like eviscerating Tom Kirkman's character to Tom Kirkman, not mm-hmm. even knowing he's talking to Tom Kirkman, calls him Kirkland that can't even get the name right. And this guy's supposed to write a speech for him within the next 45 minutes. Right. And Kirkman really puts him in his place. I thought that that was a fun scene. Yeah, that was definitely a fun scene. Now yeah. uh, you brought up the day. Now I would have to say that my biggest problems with designated survivor yes. come from predictably. Yes. The children of uh president, Kirkman. You know, you can take uh, brutal. You can you can take uh, Kiefer Sutherland away from Kim Bauer, but you can't. I don't know something about a mountain lion. She, these kids, like the Kim Bauer annoyingness, has been split across two children this time. Mm. So that's a little alarming. He's got a, a small young daughter, and then like a really ag- you know like totally aggressive, moody, emo, moody, angsty, drug emo, dealing, drug dealing. Yeah, basically his oldest son is Nick from Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, basically his oldest son is the guy who kidnapped Kim Bauer in the first season of 24. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Like his oldest son is like, basically like they live in the Washington area. Correct. There's been a major terrorist attack where the president, uh, the vice president and about what? 500 members of, of Congress and and, and a hundred senators have all been wiped out. This rave goes on uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one got a text. That place must have the worst service ever. Yeah. And it's like the typical like TV sort of like black light mosh pit that every single teenage kid goes to. 
Yeah, you would think that this would have been shut down at this point. Or at least, some, like, again, someone who would have gotten a call, you know, or a tweet. Like, someone would have got a push notification. Hey, right. the White House just, like, you know, got annihilated or the State of the Union just got rocked. Uh, no one seems to have any feeling of it. And that aside, the, you know, the unplausibility of that aside, this kid just seems terrible. He's terrible. Terrible. He's terrible. Seems terrible. Is he on mole patrol? Is he the no, guy who is secretly no. engineering he, because he, he really wants to become the first son? He's not on mole patrol, but he is on kidnap patrol. <laughs> oh, he'll, that he'll be kidnapped by the end of the season. Him and his sister or just him mm. or just the sister? Probably both. Like maybe he was supposed to be watching the sister, yeah. and they'll kidnap her. Yeah. Nobody could stand to kidnap him. Yeah, they'll yeah. leave him with Jack Bauer, with, with President Kirk. Right, right, to right. Have to deal with that. Really hard not to say President Bauer, right? Yes, one of those kids is going to be kidnapped. Yeah, I think that's that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. that seems likely. That's like a mid-season finale type of it's thing. Like, President Kirkman, yeah. if you don't give in to us, yes. Oh, the, the French are responsible, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Who would have expected the French to be responsible for this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I do like the premise of the show. Yeah. And uh, Kiefer is is good. I like all the politics stuff, but just I, I do find all of the family stuff to be family insufferable. Stuff. What do you think about his wife? His wife's name is Alex. She's like the head of some sort of foundation. She starts the day really, you know, not wanting to leave Washington, really wants to stay. They've got a good thing coming. You know, they've got a good thing going on. They are here as outsiders. She's starting to really like it. He's going to get fired at some point, essentially, during the day. And he's going to be like, yeah, we're probably going to have to leave. And she's very upset about it. And then by the time that he becomes president, she's like, maybe we should leave. Maybe, maybe we should, should go. Maybe we shouldn't be here. What do you think about Alex? Do you like this character? Uh, she's fine. I mean, I really making another prediction. She gets amnesia like halfway mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Uh, maybe dies in the dies finale. In a, yeah. Yeah. When uh, Seth Wright, who uh, who uh, President Bauer has been working with very closely, turns out to be a mole, even though you disregarded him <laughs> and uh, and surprises everybody by killing uh, President Bauer's wife. Yeah. I think that all of the stuff at home is is where I have uh, a problem with the show. I think yeah. that the more time we Domestic spend. Domestic survivor. Right. I think that there's so many of these different, uh, you know, prestige dramas over the years where I think that the show is at the best when the protagonist is doing like their job and doing like what comes naturally to them. It's just the home life. I feel like this is where we often see struggles with shows like this. And I feel like that that's where this show has its roughest parts or in the home life of president Kirkman. I think the thing that's really difficult about that too is, um, I mean, you could always go for a Bobby Drapering, but casting is always an issue with this kind of thing. Like you, it's very hard to like find the good kid actor. Uh, and like, I could probably, count on you know one hand like the like the number of shows that have really done it well the best example i can think of right now is the americans is the the actor who plays page is really really good sally draper was good sally draper is really good so like there's there's examples of it where it works out but there's a lot more examples of where it really doesn't work out and maybe the daughter could be good like she's kind of fun she's kind mm-hmm. of cute i like the relationship between her and her dad and how he makes really awful awful breakfast is bad pancakes but this kid the the son is just no good I don't know how anybody could have made pancakes that bad. Yeah, pancakes should be fairly easy. <laughs> they were right? really bad. Yeah. I mean, they, they look just like uh, you know potato chips, like that were like uh, set on fire and like crunched up. Yeah, it's like and like if he <laughs> if he knows that he's like famous for being bad at breakfast, like yeah. isn't the move then like because you're just gonna piss everybody off? Just go get Krispy Kreme or something. Like go out there and bring something back, and everyone will think you're a hero. I don't know if I can trust a president that is that, that bad can't at breakfast. Cook pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he can't even make pancakes. Think, what business does he have as our designated president? Yeah, can he do the pancakes? 
pancake? Shut up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we can do about that. Uh, all right. Other moles, other possible moles. What about this new guy who's like the new chief of staff? Uh, this guy who's talking to Army Douche at the end of the episode. And he's like, that sounds dangerously close to treason. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he just like playing that off because he's secretly closer to the conspiracy than Army Douche? I don't know. It's who. It's really difficult. He's to my say. number one suspect right now. Number one suspect. Num- I mean, one suspect we really one. haven't been introduced to that many players right. here. So, gotta imagine that like somebody that we know is not going to be on the level, right? Like they're gonna like yeah. build that in at some point. So, if you're thinking about like the Certainly. people who are on the board, uh, I don't know the name of this actor, but I think that he was uh, he was like some sort of serial killer on the following. Yeah. So he's already got history as like an evil Fox Channel bad guy. <laughs> So well, look, I'm watching out for this guy. You know, I really did think it was Cal Penn by the end of the episode because it is going to be like that uh, President Kirkman is going to give an address to the nation and they have him sit down in the Oval Office and he's going to get in front of the teleprompter. Yeah. And he's got sort of like this Jeb Bush look where he's like wears these glasses all the time yeah. and try to make him not look like Jack Bauer. And then Cal Penn was like, oh, wait take off those glasses. They don't look presidential. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. And I really thought that the teleprompter was going to start rolling up and then he's going to be like, wait, hold on. Yeah. I don't have my glasses on. I was on. thinking the same thing. <laughs> and, and, and I thought he's going to be like, uh, hi. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm Tom. I'm, to- I'm the new president. Yeah, so. You don't know me. Let me tell you a bit about myself. Uh, I, I had have... something I was going to say. <laughs> uh, man. I'm really bad at making breakfast. Yeah. I, I thought that's where they were going with that. Yeah. And then it was, he was going to like look bad. I think that would have been like a fun moment, like in terms of like, but, but uh, it would have been too. Uh, Probably too tonally dissonant from everything else that had come before. Right. But I do think that would have really set the stage where here is this person who's ill prepared. And this is the first impression of, of the country. Let's go live to the country. And I don't have my right. glasses on. I can't read the television. Teleprompter. What a rough start to the that presidency would that would be. I mean, it's already a super rough start, uh, but that would be really bad. How does it? How does this compare to Jack Bauer's really bad days? Do you think for this guy, for this guy to suddenly be thrust into this role, does this even compare to any of the nine days that we have seen of Jack Bauer that have been especially awful? Yeah, I think that it does about a bit. And this is a very bad day, but for uh, the new president Kirkman, I mean, and probably a worse the, day the, for the world. You know, probably like. The, the worst day in the history of of America. Yes. Um, but I mean, Jack Bauer has, you know, we've had like uh, nuclear bombs go off on American soil. And personally for Jack Bauer, Jack Bauer has suffered a lot of loss. Yes. So yes. I think that for President Kirkman, you know, nobody in his immediate family died in this. Yeah. So I think that for him personally, and, you know, it was like a, you know, a major uh, career bump for right. him. So I think that while there was a tremendous loss of life, I do think that Jack Bauer has still had worse days. Now, I think that we should probably just for at least a little bit follow the thread of let's let's say it were an alternate universe and Jack Bauer suddenly became the president. Who would be the better president? Who would you trust more, President Bauer or President Kirkman? Kirkman. Kirkman. Why not President Bauer? President Bauer, Jack Bauer has saved us so many times. Because I think that part of the presidency of the United States. And again, I'm, you know, pretty much a novice in political matters. I I do think a lot of it is PR and playing the social game and sort of hearing people out in terms of ideas. And I don't necessarily know how much you can really just be a, uh, you know, this is the way it is and it's my way or the highway. 
I think that sometimes you can also get screwed over by being too compromising. Yeah. But I think that Jack Bauer is too far out there. No compromise. You couldn't, like, if you walk into a briefing with him and he's convinced we're doing this, you couldn't convince him otherwise. Where I feel like that Kirkman is at least going to be open to ideas and could be a better president than Jack Bauer would be. Yeah, there's even that moment in the pilot where, you know, the the army guy where Cochran is, you know, saying, like, let's bomb Iran. Let's go and do that right now. And uh, and Kirkman's like, no, let's do something diplomatic. And if that doesn't work, then, okay, maybe we can try your thing. So he's at least open minded to some degree of like suggestion from other people in his cabinet. Jack Bauer is not going to listen to anybody. And you also like again to like the social game. Is Jack Bauer going to network? You know, is he going to no. build relationships? Is he a relationship builder? Can you imagine him on the campaign trail, like no. going out for re-election? Yeah, damn it, Chloe. <laughs> yeah. There's no time for this. Yeah. Yeah, he would not be good at that. Who would be in uh, President Bauer's cabinet? Who would, who would, let's let's try and fill that out a little bit. Who would be his VP? Who would be Jack alive. Bauer's vice? Well, let's just like, you know, let's, let's take that out of it. Let's assume everybody is alive again. Okay. You know, mystically, everyone got the Tony Almeida miracle drug and everyone is back in business. Who is Jack Bauer's vice president? What, do you want to like balance out the ticket? Do you want somebody who's like uh, younger and something like that? Like, are, like, are we? You calling Kiefer old? I mean, he's getting there. Yeah, he's, I he's mean, pushing. He's definitely younger than either of the two people we're talking about to be our next president. Sure, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But who would? Who would? I think you would want want some softness. Uh, you would want somebody who well, could, a woman, a woman maybe. Uh, Michelle Dessler would be good. Great, she'd, she'd be, be great. great VP. She'd be great. She'd be a better president than Jack Bauer. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think that she'd be really good. Uh, what would Chloe's job be? I mean, I think you'd want her so not necessarily dealing with people. Press secretary? No. No, no. That'd really be the worst <laughs> spot to put her out there. Like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. Ms. O'Brien, Ms. O'Brien, Ms. Yeah. O'Brien. Like, oh, what? Yeah. What? God, guys, just answer your question. No, I think that, you know, some of this writes itself. Like, Audrey Raines, she could handle that. She could be press secretary. I think that she would be good. Oh, in, that's perfect. If good in a role like that. You got veteran chief of staff Mike Novick would be back in action for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you think that he, do you think President Bauer would have been endorsed by former president palmer mm, president palmer i think would yeah, he, he would have voted sign for off. jack he would sign off yeah uh who would be the secret service agent to protect jack bauer there's only one choice i know <laughs> there's only one guy well, some of these things are easy they're right themselves <laughs> what do you think about uh the secret service agent who's like super close to the kirkman family it seems was he like the this guy i don't know what his name is but he's like uh he's the, he seems like he knows the son yeah. well enough so he was personal security detail that guy got a pay grade yeah. increase as the well bratty kid was like hey where did you find me it's like we pinged your phone come yeah. on this is not you know a sci-fi movie you're not that good of a yeah. drug dealer yeah i don't know what you're up and by the way you got anything left yeah uh, well yeah i don't know so he he's he seems like a fun character i liked him um but i i don't know where that's going he might be is he on mole patrol do we want to look out for anybody no, who's like no, in nobody the, dealing with the no, kids nobody's dealing think. with the kids is going to be yeah. On Mole Patrol. So talk about Designated Survivor next Wednesday night. What yes. are you doing? You watching the show as as they come out? Or are you going to let a couple build up? You want to hear the buzz? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, I'm going to be writing about it a little bit here and there, so I'm going to be trying to follow the show. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, let's see if it holds any interest. The next episode is called The First Day. Uh, I thought today was the first day, but I guess first night. First night. So this is oh, first night was a good movie. So this is the this is uh, the first full day, and it's going to be once again 
following a day in the life of Tom Kirkman, I guess his first day as the president. How do you think that's going to go? Not great, I got to imagine. Not great, but I think they got to like grade him on a curve, right? You think so. I mean, it's first day on a new job. He doesn't really know where he's going or right. anything or any of the people he has to meet with. And I feel like that he's going to be pretty busy with like uh, press conferences and stuff like that. But again, yeah. he seems very capable. Yeah. Do you think? What do you think that uh, President Heller would have thought of uh, President Jack Bauer? How would he have thought of uh, Jack Bauer getting set up, uh, stepped up to be the president? That's a big ask, Josh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you'd be good at it, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you have the temperament for it, Jack. Yeah, leave my daughter keep alone, my daughter Jack. out of the White House, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? Are you going to keep watching Designated Survivor? I mean, Wednesday nights are tough for me. Really? Yes. How come? <laughs> well, you got yeah. something going on? It's my Designated Survivor night, right. and not necessarily on ABC. Sure. So, it's not your Designated Designated Survivor Yeah, night. but I might as well. You know what? If Nicole is into it, maybe it might be a show that Has we Has she watched can, any of it? No, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell her to watch it. I'll maybe set the DVR. What's your instinct? Is she going to be into it? I, well, should we still watch 24. Yeah. So perhaps. Yeah, yeah. We don't really have a show that we're not podcasting that we're watching. So maybe that might be a good one. I think the show did well. Um, you it know, did. It's, you know, it's still, it's About like. 10 million viewers on uh, night one. And that's like numbers now. You know, that's not numbers 10 years ago. But for today, that's pretty good. It's on late at night. It's at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. And for 10 million at 10 o'clock, that's a. 10 at a, 10. It's a big ask and it's coming out. You know, it's doing well. I think that people definitely were curious to see. Kiefer come back to TV. I think so. I certainly am very happy about it. Did you watch Touch? Did I watch Touch? I tried. I yeah. tried. It, it, Touch was uh, was Jack Bauer as like some guy whose son is like some super powered yeah. kid with autism who's now Batman on Gotham. It's like some sort of like M Night Shyamalan type twenty four show. I didn't love it. I <laughs> no, didn't love nobody it. Nobody did. I didn't love it. I'm sure somebody did. I'm sure somebody listening to this really liked Touch. Literally was, nobody did. Touch did not touch my heart. <laughs> did not touch you. It did not touch me. Thank God. Oh okay. God, that would be a bad touch. Yes. Yeah, it was a bad touch. Yes. Not good. Not great. Uh, no, I think I'll keep checking it out. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, if they can get Carlos Bernard in the mix, if they can get Tony Almeida on the show, then I'm really going to be weighing yeah. on it. But I'm, I'm really enjoying watching Designated Survivor as if it were an alternate universe where Jack Bauer is like in deep cover. I think that's what the pitch is, basically. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's basically it. It's like, what if Kiefer Sutherland had played President Palmer instead of Jack Bauer? Wow. Let's do a show like that. I want to throw this out at you. Any possibility whatsoever that Kirkman is in on this thing? Is there an ambiguous read of this character in watching this episode where he may secretly be plotting against America himself? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> No. This is not, I mean, yeah. what a twist. What but a twist, yes. I can't imagine that we are, would that watch That would be a touch twist if it's a Shyamalan, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a real, yeah. real touch twist. Real touch twist. All right, what's the hashtag, Josh? Touch twist? Touch twist? Designated Survivor Know-It-Alls? Designated, yeah, Designated Survivor Know-It-Alls. I think that's probably... Yeah, I think that's good. It's our best uh, pun work here. All, All right, right, well, if the show's good, maybe we'll come back and do one of these again. Yes, and uh, I'd love to sort of like uh, have it as a show, sort of like, even if I like fall a week or two behind, I have it on the DVR. Sure, I think yeah. so, I think so. All right, Josh, of course, uh, we are also going to be talking Mr. Robot this week. Yeah, we have a little bit of Mr. Robot action coming up. Antonio and I, who have been covering Mr. Robot, which just wrapped its second season as of this recording. Rob, of course, you have been hosting your own Mr. Robot show on Screen Junkies. We have not talked to you on the record about Mr. Robot very much, so we are going to be doing that. We're yes. going to have a big podcast with Rob. It's going to be a very fun show. 
Very excited for that podcast, which we recorded right before we did this one. Indeed. So, so we already know that it's pretty good. We already know. Yeah. We already know. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. Uh, anything else going on, Josh? No, Westworld's about to premiere oh. pretty soon. We'll have a little bit of Westworld coverage. Uh, maybe not quite weekly, but we're going to have some coverage of Westworld coming up with myself and Joe Garfine, who is very excited to be talking about that show. Uh, what else we got? We got Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking about, Dead. Only a couple weeks left. It's about to wrap up, and then it's a little bit of a week long, I think like two week break before the proper Walking Dead comes back and solves all of the mysteries, all of the questions that we have. You shall think? Be you think? You would think? You would, you would think. think? Oh my God! If it doesn't, whew, it's yeah. gonna be a problem. All right, that'll be an issue. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say on postshowrecaps.com. Josh is on Twitter at Round Howard. I'm at Rob Sesternino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.